Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. How many of you are done with your Christmas shopping? Raise your hand. How many of you wish you were done? I actually am done. And and this time of year, especially this week, Lori will tell you, I find every excuse I can to go to Walmart. And and the reason why is maybe because I, I get a little bit of a sadistic pleasure in watching everybody else frantically look around, and I can say, I'm done. But no, it's a great time of year. But the problem with the way that we celebrate Christmas is this. We get our perspective all messed up. Because usually what happens is is that when we buy gifts, we want to buy gifts so that our loved ones enjoy them, but we're also anticipating what we're going to get. We're anticipating the gifts guys, the ties, the cologne, whatever else we don't like, but we're anticipating the big meals, the family gathering, and we're anticipating all of the celebrations, and for some of you, the celebrations will go on for several days. In my house, we have a tradition, you know, after we come back to the Christmas Eve service, we open a gift, we enjoy some goodies, get up in the morning open a good, have some goodies for, for you know, some cinnamon rolls that Lori will make up for, for, uh, for Christmas Day and so forth. And then we'll have a meal and celebrate all day long. And then we'll celebrate the next day and eat the leftovers. And, and we, we get our perspective all wrong because we think about all that we are going to what? Enjoy. But the problem is that that's not really what Christmas is about. Christmas is not about you and I, although it is. It's not about you and I and what we can enjoy. It's not even about what we give to others, because you say, well, I'm not selfish. I'm really into giving away stuff. Well, that's fine, but that's really not what Christmas is about either, about you giving away. Christmas is actually about a gift. We got that part right. But it was the gift that was given to us. It was actually the first event in the life of an individual whose whole life would give us a gift. So I want you and I to read this morning what I think is a Christmas passage. You may not think it's a Christmas passage. Usually we think of Christmas passages coming out of Luke and Matthew and the story of the birth of Jesus. But the Apostle Paul in Philippians in chapter 2 gives us a different perspective. And he actually wants us to consider the perspective that truly comes out of Christmas so that we can apply it to our own lives. So look with me. We're going to look at the very first verse. Chapter 1, and 
we're going to work our way all the way down to verse 11. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of the same accord, being of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each one of you look out not only for, for his own interests, but also for the interest of others. So here he's expressing a mindset, a mindset of not being focused on self, but a mindset of being focused on others. So then he gives us our example. And this is a Christmas passage I want you to consider. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name of, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here's what I want us to focus on this morning. I really want us to focus on, first of all, the encouragement that Paul is telling us in verses 1 to 4, and then I want you to see the example that we have in Jesus. And really the example is the example that we see in Christmas. And hopefully we will gain a perspective that will carry forth with us from this passage. So notice with us, first of all, the perspective that Paul wants you and I to have. He starts off in verse 1 and he says this, If there is any consolation in Christ, if there is any comfort in love, if there is any fellowship in the Spirit, if there is any affection and mercy, he says, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. He says this, listen folks, if there is any kind of life that you can have, any peace, any prosperity in your life, in your soul, you need to have the same mindset that I do, Paul is saying, because by this you fulfill my joy, because I see growth in your life. And so what's he talking about here? He's saying, if you're going to be the person that I want you to be, that God's calling you to be, your focus can't be on yourself. Your focus has to be somewhere else. Your focus has to be on others. Look at what he says specifically. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Let's just stop for a moment. That's one of the things that we do, isn't it? The reason why we do things is because we're looking for something that we can get out of it. The reason why we do things, and, and let's be honest, I remember as a boy when I, I would buy my dad gifts. Back then it was those fat wide ties. Remember, aren't you glad those are gone? The big, fat, wide ones with uh, puke colors. You know? 
And, you know, my dad didn't wear, he was a, an army guy. He only wore one type of tie. That was the military tie. And he sure didn't need a puke-colored one. But when we bought him that tie, it wasn't that we were looking to give dad something. It was sort of like with a big giant string attached, Dad, what can you give me back? And isn't that how we do gifts today? Even in our gift giving, let's be honest, there's selfish ambition there, isn't there? Especially the younger you are. In our gift giving and in what we do, it's always with a string attached, what can we get back? Or, you know, I did you good, do me good later. But Paul's saying, look, if we're going to have the mindset that he wants us to have, if we're going to have the mindset of Christ, listen to what he's saying here. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. You've got to look at others as being better than you are. You've got to remove the pride. You've got to remove the ambition. You've got to get your focus right. You know, this has become so evident to me as I look back at the church over the last year. I think everybody agrees with me that there's a new life in the church. Everybody agree with me? And I, I, I was really examining why. Why is there a new life? And I think it comes down to these verses. Say, so what do you mean? Well, as I've been doing my reading and studying, things began to open up for me, and especially as I've been reading about other churches and stuff, and there's a principle that's out there, and the principle is this. When a church is turned inward, when its focus is inward on just taking care of its own, it dies. But when a church turns outward, and begins to focus on reaching out to others and meeting their needs and being there for others, here's what the principle is. It lives. See, life doesn't come from focusing inward. Life comes when you focus outward. And see, if that's true for the church, my friends, that's true for you as an individual as a believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, listen, one of the, it's interesting, this is actually, you know, this is a great time of year, everybody enjoys this time of year, but do you realize that there are people that you know that hate this time of year? Do you realize that there are people who are struggling with this time of year, the people who don't know how to cope with this time of the year, and the reason why is because what? Their focus is turned what? Inward. When your focus is turned inward, brings death. But see, here's the thing. Your focus has to be moved from inward to what? Outward. But how do I do that, George? Listen to what Paul says. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. Here is the perspective you and I have to have. Christmas is not about us and our enjoyment and our fun. And in that, you know, it's fun this time of year, and we can have a great time, and we're going to enjoy the celebrations, but the thing is, if you get caught up in that, 
you lose your perspective. And the end result is only going to be death. You know, this week has been interesting. In our community, in our greater community here in our county, how many of you have heard of the fires that have happened? Two people died in Dubois and all those things. And, you know, we can, in the hustle and bustle, look past that. The problem is, there are families now who don't have a home. While you eat your turkey or your ham, there are people who are wondering where the next meal's coming from. And the Church of Jesus Christ isn't called to be focused inward. The Church of Jesus Christ is actually called to what? Reach out. Reach out. And see, this is the perspective. Now, here's our example. Where do we get that? George, I understand what you're saying, but man, where do you get that from? Who's our example? Where where does that come from? The very reason why we celebrate Christmas, Jesus. In fact, I, I would like to say this. We often focus on the Christ child at Christmas, but do you understand? How often does a baby remain a baby? Not very long. Have you noticed, biologically, I mean, they move from being just an infant to being a toddler. And then there's the terrible twos and threes, which I'm glad that is over. But you're saying you haven't reached the terrible teens yet here. I'm just getting into them. But, you know, we, we want to focus on that Christ child. But here's the problem. When you focus on the Christ child, you're missing the whole point of everything. This is just one event in a series of events that is the great gift. The gift isn't the child in the manger. The gift is just Jesus, period. And the gift is the cross. So listen to what he says. If I'm going to have that perspective of not being inward, if I'm going to have that perspective of being outward, my example can't even be the apostle. My example has to be the greatest person ever to live, Jesus. Listen to what he says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Here's what he says. To get your perspective of who, it's not just a baby. Verse 6, he says, Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. First thing he gets us right here is that it just isn't a baby. We're talking about God. Jesus Christ is God. Equal with God. He enjoyed the heavenly realms. Creator of the universe. There from the beginning. Jesus. And then he goes on and says, But he made himself of no reputation. So he set aside, think about this, how many of you would do this? Set aside all of your glory, all of your power, all of your prestige, all of your holiness, all of your authority. And notice what it says. He set that all aside. What did he do? Made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men. He came in the likeness. How does he come in the likeness of men? If you're going to come in the likeness of men, you're just not going to show up and be a man. You've got to experience what? Birth. And think about that. I mean, think, I mean, you think about. I mean, it just blows my mind. The Creator of the universe 
comes in the form of a helpless child in a cattle stable. And if you haven't figured out what it's like in a stable, go visit one of the barns around here. With the manure and all of that, that's where the God of the universe came. He was used to the glories of heaven, and he came as a form of a child in lowly circumstances. See, this is the example that Paul's wanting us to understand. And listen, why did he do it? Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says this, But God demonstrated his own love. Here's the reason why. God demonstrated his love to us. God loves us so much. He loves us so much what? He demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were yet sinners, what? Christ died for us. Why? He did this, left the glories of heaven because he loved us for our salvation. For our salvation. So here's what he says. Let's go on. Taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found as the appearance of in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. See, my friends, our whole perspective is we want to celebrate Christmas and we have all the traditions, the trees, the poinsettias, and all of this stuff, the candles, the hats, all of this stuff. But you're forgetting the whole reason why he came. The whole reason why he came was so that he would ultimately go to the cross to die for our sins. We heard it in the songs, didn't we? The coming of Jesus wasn't so that you and I could have a great holiday. The coming of Jesus was so that you and I could realize that somebody came to save us out of our hopelessness. Let's just stop for a moment. Christmas is really, can I be honest with you, that's what really Christmas is about. Christmas is about someone giving of himself for the sake of others so that they might have hope in the midst of their hopelessness. Did you hear what I said? Someone giving of themselves for others so that we might have hope in the midst of our hopelessness. We were hopeless without Christmas. We were hopeless without the cross. We would be in our sins to this day we would have no hope of an eternal future that wasn't for Jesus coming. And his whole purpose at coming is what? The cross. The cross. And so Paul tells us this mindset was is that he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Well, some of you say, okay, well, that's great, George. That's wonderful. So you're telling me I need to follow the example of Jesus this Christmas, not just this Christmas in everyday life, and that I just need to let others take advantage of me. I need to let others, you know, just give, 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 and who's going to give to me? Who's going to exalt me? Who's going to, who's going to worry about me, George? Who's going to be there for me? Isn't that the natural tendency? Isn't that, in fact, let's, married couples, listen to me, isn't that, you know, you hear all the time the admonition that to, to, to be of the perfect spouse is to not think of yourself, but to think of others and do for others. How many of you have heard that before? To be a good spouse is to think about others. How many of you, come on, raise your hand, how many of you heard that? Okay, all right, now, how many of you have wrestled, let's be honest with this, you've had this thought enter into your mind, 
Well, if I'm doing that, who's to say that they're going to do it for me? Isn't that what we think? It's the same thing here. Paul, you're telling me to have the same mindset as Jesus, and the same mindset that which resulted in Christmas, the same mindset of giving for the sake of others, not focusing on myself. And, and the natural tendency is, and it, it comes in my heart all the time, is, well, who's going to take care of me, George? Who's going to take care of me? Isn't that what we think? Is that not what we think? Well, I want you to read the very next verse. Therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name above every name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and on those on earth and of those under earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here's what I want you to see. Here's the example of Jesus. Jesus gave of himself, was obedient to the point of the cross. He didn't worry about himself because somebody else worried about him. That was God the Father. And here's what God the Father did. He exalted him. He took care of him. He lifted him up to the highest place there is that everybody, everybody in this world will one day bow the knee to and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. He took care of him. And you know what? Here's what the scripture says. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And what? And He will lift you up. See, our perspective is, is who's going to take care of me if I do this? If I have this mindset, if I have this perspective... What's the example of Jesus? The example of Jesus is is if you humble yourself, if you're obedient to God, putting others before yourself, He will lift you up. Who's He? God. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, I love Lori, but God's a whole lot better than Lori. You know, I love you, but God's a whole lot better than you. And if there's anybody that knows me and what I need for my life, It isn't going to be Lori, although she thinks she knows everything about me. She doesn't. It isn't going to be you. So I don't need to have a tune. They're not taking care of me. Because you are. It's going to be, you, Lord, know what my needs are. You will lift me up. Because of that perspective, I will give to others. See, that's the perspective Jesus had. That's the reality of this passage. That's what the perspective of Christmas is. Christmas isn't about the celebrations. The celebrations, can I be honest with you, are just a byproduct. Listen, my friends, if times were terrible and you didn't have the ham and you couldn't give people gifts and you couldn't have all the celebrations and the traditions and the family coming over, if things were that terrible, could you still have Christmas? Yes. Because why? Because Christmas isn't about all that stuff. Christmas is about Jesus. About Him coming for us. And that's where our perspective needs to be. So as you celebrate, as you finish up your your shopping and you start hanging out with Walmart with me just to watch people, That you maybe are one of those frantic Christmas Eve shoppers. Get it all in perspective. 
It's not about you. But it is about you. You say, what do you mean? It's not about me, but it's about me. It's not about the selfishness of you. It's about what was given to you, Jesus. And aren't you glad he came? Get it into perspective. Put it where it needs to be. And begin to consider others around you. So here, let me go ahead and say this. Even here, right here in this room, there are people right around you whose needs are very real. And it's not necessarily monetary need. It may simply be just an arm of love. It may simply be, I'm praying for you. But your focus could be so, oh, if he gets us out of here by 12, because i got to make it to the mall, or i got to make it to this sale. See what happens to us? We get our perspectives all out of whack. And that really is not what Christmas is about, is it? Christmas is about the greatest sacrifice ever made. And the call to us is to have that same mindset. A mindset of sacrifice. Because again, when we focus inward, there's what? Death. Where our focus is outward, there's life. You say, okay, George, how do I apply this? Three things I want you to think about. Number one, where's your perspective? What's your perspective these weeks? Ladies, are you overwhelmed? Have you got the Martha thing going on? So what do you mean by that, George? You're so wrapped up in all the stuff that you've got to do because you've got family coming in, you've got meals to prepare, you've got gifts to wrap, you've still got shopping to do, the kids are demanding this, dad's demanding that, parents and this, parents that, all of this, and your perspective is so out of whack that you don't even have time to enjoy yourself or to even reflect Where's your perspective? Dad, are you oblivious? Because your wife thinks so. Kids, are you focused on what you're going to get? Where's your focus? Where's your perspective? Have you lost the perspective of Jesus? That's the first thing. Where's your perspective? The second thing I would say this is this. Do you see the needs around you? Do you see the needs of your friends, of your relatives, of your neighbors right around you? Or are you so focused on what you've got to do done for the celebration that you miss the needs of where you can reach out right around you? You see them? Or is your focus somewhere else? And then finally, here's the third thing. The third thing is this. Let the example of Jesus drive you to focus outward rather than inward. Let the example of Jesus drive you to focus outward rather than inward, because that's where your life will be. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't turn inward this Christmas. Turn outward. Thank you for being with us this morning. 
And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.